chapter five of the book of saints and friendly beasts this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the book of saints and friendly beasts by abby farwell brown chapter five saint werberg and her goose one saint werberg was a king's daughter a real princess and very beautiful but unlike most princesses of the fairy tales she cared nothing at all about princes or pretty clothes or jewels or about having a good time her only longing was to do good and to make other people happy and to grow good and wise herself so that she could do this all the better so she studied and studied worked and worked and she became a holy woman an abbess and while she was still very young and beautiful she was given charge of a whole convent of nuns and schoolgirls not much younger than herself because she was so much wiser and better than anyone else in all the countryside but though st werberg had grown so famous and so powerful she still remained a simple sweet girl all the country people loved her for she was always eager to help them to cure the little sick children and to advise their fathers and mothers she never failed to answer the questions which puzzled them and so she set their poor troubled minds at ease she was so wise that she knew how to make people do what she knew to be right even when they wanted to do wrong and not only human folk but animals felt the power of this young saint for she loved and was kind to them also she studied about them and grew to know their queer habits and their animal way of thinking and she learned their language too now when one loves a little creature very much and understands it well one can almost always make it do what one wishes that is if one wishes right for some time st werberg had been interested in a flock of wild geese which came every day to get their breakfast in the convent meadow and to have a morning bath in the pond beneath the window of her cell she grew to watch until the big long-necked gray things with their short tails and clumsy feet settled with a harsh honk in the grass then she loved to see the big ones waddle clumsily about in search of dainties for the children while the babies stood still flapping their wings and crying greedily till they were fed there was one goose which was her favorite he was the biggest of them all fat and happy-looking he was the leader and formed the point of the v in which a flock of wild geese always flies he was the first to alight in the meadow and it was he who chose the spot for their breakfast st werberg named him gray king and she grew very fond of him although they had never spoken to one another master hugh was the convent steward a big surly fellow who did not love birds nor animals except when they were served up for him to eat hugh also had seen the geese in the meadow but instead of thinking how nice and funny they were 
and how amusing it was to watch them eat the worms and flop about in the water he thought only what a fine goose pie they would make and especially he looked at grey king the plumpest and most tempting of them all and smacked his lips oh how i wish i had you in my frying-pan he said to himself now it's happened that worms were rather scarce in the convent meadow that spring it had been dry and the worms had crawled away to moister places so grey king and his followers found it hard to get breakfast enough one morning st werberg looked in vain for them in the usual spot at first she was only surprised but as she waited and waited and still they did not come she began to feel much alarmed just as she was going down to her own dinner the steward hugh appeared before her cap in hand and bowing low his fat face was puffed and red with hurrying up the convent hill and he looked angry what is it master hugh asked st werberg in her gentle voice have you not money enough to buy to-morrow's breakfast for it was his duty to pay the convent bills nay lady abbess he answered gruffly it is not lack of money that troubles me it is abundance of geese geese how why exclaimed st werberg startled what of geese master hugh this of geese lady abbess he replied a flock of long-necked thieves have been in my new-planted field of corn and have stolen all that was to make my harvest st werberg bit her lips what geese were they she faltered though she guessed the truth whence the rascals come i know not he answered but this i know they are the same which gather every morning in the meadow yonder i spied the leader a fat fine thief with a black ring about his neck it should be a noose indeed for hanging i would have them punished lady abbess they shall be punished master hugh said st werberg firmly and she went sadly up the stair to her cell without tasting so much as a bit of bread for her dinner for she was sorry to find her friends such naughty birds and she did not want to punish them especially grey king but she knew that she must do her duty when she had put on her cloak and hood she went out into the courtyard behind the convent where there were pens for keeping doves and chickens and little pigs and standing beside the largest of these pens st werberg made a strange cry like the voice of the geese themselves a cry which seemed to say come here grey king's geese with grey king at the head and as she stood there waiting the sky grew black above her head with the shadowing of wings and the honking of the geese grew louder and nearer till they circled and lighted in a flock at her feet she saw that they looked very plump and well fed and grey king was the fattest of the flock all she did was to look at them steadily and reproachfully but they came waddling bashfully up to her and stood in a line before her with drooping heads it seemed as if something made them stay and listen to what she had to say although they would much rather fly away then she talked to them gently and told them how bad they were to steal corn and spoil the harvest and as she talked they grew to love her tender voice even though it scolded them she cried bitterly as she took each one by the wings 
and shook him for his sins and whipped him not too severely tears stood in the round eyes of the geese also not because she hurt them for she had hardly ruffled their thick feathers but because they were sorry to have pained the beautiful saint for they saw that she loved them and the more she punished them the better they loved her last of all she punished grey king but when she had finished she took him up in her arms and kissed him before putting him in the pen with the other geese where she meant to keep them in prison for a day and a night then grey king hung his head and in his heart he promised that neither he nor his followers should ever again steal anything no matter how hungry they were now st werburgh read the thought in his heart and was glad and she smiled as she turned away she was sorry to keep them in the cage but she hoped it might do them good and she said to herself they shall have at least one good breakfast of convent porridge before they go st werburgh trusted hugh the steward for she did not yet know the wickedness of his heart so she told him how she had punished the geese for robbing him and how she was sure they would never do so any more then she bade him see that they had a breakfast of convent porridge the next morning and after that they should be set free to go where they chose hugh was not satisfied he thought the geese had not been punished enough and he went away grumbling but not daring to say anything cross to the lady abbess who was the king's daughter Two. st werburgh was busy all the rest of that day and early the next morning too so she could not get out again to see the prisoned geese but when she went to herself for the morning rest after her work was done she sat down by the window and looked out smilingly thinking to see her friend grey king and the others taking their bath in the meadow but there were no geese to be seen werburgh's face grew grave and even as she sat there wondering what had happened she heard a prodigious honking overhead and a flock of geese came straggling down not in the usual trim v but all unevenly and without a leader grey king was gone they fluttered about crying and asking advice of one another till they heard st werburgh's voice calling them anxiously then with a cry of joy they flew straight up to her window and began talking all together trying to tell her what had happened grey king is gone they said grey king is stolen by the wicked steward grey king was taken away when we were set free and we shall never see him again what shall we do dear lady without our leader st werburgh was horrified to think that her dear grey king might be in danger oh how that wicked steward had deceived her she began to feel angry then she turned to the birds dear geese she said earnestly you have promised me never to steal again have you not and they all honked yes then i will go and question the steward she continued and if he is guilty i will punish him and make him bring grey king back to you the geese flew away feeling somewhat comforted and st werburgh sent speedily for master hugh he came looking much surprised for he could not imagine what she wanted of him whereas the grey goose with the black ring about his neck began st werburgh without any preface looking at him keenly 
he stammered and grew confused i-i don't know lady abbess he faltered he had not guessed that she cared especially about the geese nay you know well said st werburgh for i bade you feed them and set them free this morning but one is gone a fox must have stolen it said he guiltily ay a fox with black hair and a red fat face quoth st werburgh sternly do not tell me lies you have taken him master hugh i can read it in your heart then he grew weak and confessed ay i have taken the great grey goose he said faintly was it so very wrong he was a friend of mine and i love him dearly said st werburgh at these words the steward turned very pale indeed i did not know he gasped go and bring him to me then commanded the saint and pointed to the door master hugh slunk out looking very sick and miserable and horribly frightened for the truth was that he had been tempted by grey king's fatness he had carried the goose home and made him into a hot juicy pie which he had eaten for that morning's breakfast so how could he bring the bird back to st werburgh no matter how sternly she commanded all day long he hid in the woods not daring to let himself be seen by any one for st werburgh was a king's daughter and if the king should learn what he had done to the pet of the lady abbess he might have hugh himself punished by being baked into a pie for the king's hounds to eat but at night he could bear it no longer he heard the voice of st werburgh calling his name very softly from the convent master hugh master hugh come bring me my goose and just as the geese could not help coming when she called them so he felt that he must go whether he would or no he went into his pantry and took down the remains of the great pie he gathered up the bones of poor grey king in a little basket and with chattering teeth and shaking limbs stole up to the convent and knocked at the wicket gate st werburgh was waiting for him i knew you would come she said have you brought my goose then silently and with trembling hands he took out the bones one by one and laid them on the ground before st werburgh so he stood with bowed head and knocking knees waiting to hear her pronounce his punishment oh you wicked man she said sadly you have killed my beautiful grey king who never did harm to any one except to steal a little corn i did not know you loved him lady faltered the man in self-defence you ought to have known it she returned you ought to have loved him yourself i did lady abbess confessed the man that was the trouble i loved him too well in a pie oh selfish gluttonous man she exclaimed in disgust can you not see the beauty of a dear little live creature till it is dead and fit only for your table i shall have you taught better henceforth you shall be made to study the lives and ways of all things which live about the convent and never again for punishment shall you eat flesh of any bird or beast we will see if you cannot be taught to love them when they have ceased to mean pie moreover you shall be confined for two days and two nights in the pen where i kept the geese and porridge shall be your only food the while go master hugh so the wicked steward was punished but he learned his lesson and after a while 
he grew to love the birds almost as well as st werburg herself but she had not yet finished with great king after master hugh had gone she bent over the pitiful little pile of bones which was all that was left of that unlucky pie a tear fell upon them from her beautiful eyes and kneeling down she touched them with her white fingers speaking softly the name of the bird whom she had loved grey king arise she said and hardly had the words left her mouth when a strange thing happened the bones stirred lifted themselves and in a moment a glad honk sounded in the air and grey king himself black ring and all stood ruffling his feathers before her she clasped him in her arms and kissed him again and again then calling the rest of the flock by her strange power she showed them their lost leader restored as good as new what a happy flock of geese flew honking away in an even bee with the handsomest grayest plumpest goose in all the world at their head and what an exciting story he had to tell his mates surely no other goose ever lived who could tell how it felt to be made into pie to be eaten and to have his bones picked clean by a greedy steward this is how st werburg made lifelong friendship with a flock of big grey geese and i dare say even now in england one of their descendants may be found with a black ring around his neck the handsomest greyest plumpest goose in all the world and when he hears the name of st werburg which has been handed down to him from grandfather to grandson for twelve hundred years he will give an especially loud honk of praise dear st werburg one would almost be willing to make a goose of himself if so he might see her again with all her feathered friends about her End of chapter five